Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. He is with us this afternoon on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Dr. Raymond, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, John. Talking brain health this afternoon. Uh, how about some basic tips for better brain health? Yeah, thank you. Some recent studies uh, did give some, I think, good tips. One is avoid fatty meals. Another is don't skip breakfast. Um, avoid inflammatory foods that maybe are fatty or sugary, high-calorie high density, or ultra-processed foods. And interestingly, for dark chocolate lovers, uh, take cocoa supplements, either in pills or dark chocolate. Interestingly, eat wasabi mustard for people that are sushi fans um, and improve your sleep quality. And some other general tips are good physical health, maintain mental activity, and eat anti-inflammatory foods like berries, olive oil, nuts, and seeds. So, Dr. Raymond, I, I need to go back to the cocoa supplements or dark chocolate <laughs> and wasabi. Boy, that really stands out in your answer. What is it about those things and their properties that help contribute to better health in your brain? Yeah, thanks, Greg. The, the theory is that they are rich in anti-inflammatory compounds. There you go. Eat your chocolate, John. I like it. You're good. With wasabi. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Raymond, you mentioned sleep quality there. Is there new evidence linking sleep quality to dementia risk and how that all plays together? Yeah, thanks, John. There's actually three new risk factors that have been identified for developing dementia. One is a lack of deep sleep or REM sleep or slow-wave sleep. And even losing 1% of that deep sleep can result in a 27% increased risk of developing dementia in people over 60. Also, interestingly, people that watch television for more than four hours a day have an increased risk of dementia of about 28% compared to people that watch television less than an hour a day. And simply adding 30 minutes of non-work computer screen time or exercising can actually improve the, the risk that you have of getting dementia. And then finally, food insecurity. Uh, people that aren't able to have consistent access to high-quality food increases the risk of uh, dementia by 38%. So uh, the sleep thing is always interesting. That's certainly a topic we talk about in a variety of health topics Dr. Raymond, tying it to dementia, what if you are one of those people who does like to watch TV before bed? Maybe you do spend a little time on your phone while you're in bed. I know experts say it's not a great idea, but you have zero issue falling asleep and getting a good night's sleep. Right. Well, for people that are having difficulty sleeping, especially people over the age of 60, there's some simple recommendations. One would be to take a warm shower before bed. Another is to lower the temperature of the room a little bit. That actually facilitates deep sleep. And then don't look at your cell phone before you go to bed. I want to ask you about food insecurity because we talk a lot about it, especially this time of year. Is there a tie between food insecurity and increasing risk for dementia? Yes, there is. Uh, it increases the risk of dementia by about 38%. And again, for people that... Um, are homebound, maybe living on a pension, uh, that can be a real challenge. Concussions always in the news, Dr. Raymond, especially when we talk about sports. It is football season, high school season finishing up, even in soccer, volleyball, you name the sport, it can happen at any level. I, what do we know about athletes who experience that repetitive trauma to the head? Is, are, are there new studies or new bits of information that are important to share? Um, yeah, there are. So about 5 million people in the U.S., have been subjected to repetitive head trauma. And so they have 
permanent disability from traumatic brain injury. And right now, there's no effective medical treatments that can really help these people. But there is a recent study, which is really interesting, where the investigators implanted electrodes deep into the brain, into the thalamus, and then use electrical stimulation to the brain. And it actually really improved the executive function and reduced fatigue and improved attention in the, the people participating in the study to the point where they actually didn't want to, to disenroll from the study because they felt so much better. And these people had an average of 3 to 18 years of disability. So that's actually quite surprising, and it is an invasive technique, but there's promise for the future that deep brain stimulation might help people with traumatic brain injury. Dr. John Raymond is with us. Dr. Raymond, I wanted to get your take and ask you a couple questions related to a topic that we're going to do coming up, and it's about caffeine. Unfortunately, at Panera... They have really high-octane caffeine drinks, and there are now a couple of cases they believe are related to people ingesting too much caffeine in a very short period of time, loading up on these really, really caffeinated drinks. I guess I want to start with the basics. What are the guidelines for what is a safe amount of caffeine if you don't have extraordinary medical issues? Okay, uh, thank you. The Food and Drug Administration recommends no more than 400 milligrams of caffeine per day for adults and no caffeine uh, for kids and even teenagers. And then for uh, teenagers that are almost adult, no more than 100 milligrams of caffeine. So what does that mean? A a cup of coffee has about 100 milligrams of caffeine. An energy drink like a monster drink has 160 milligrams of caffeine. Um, Red Bull has 80. Um, So energy drinks and coffee, if you have two or three of those a day, you've reached the maximum recommended amount of caffeine. If you're a person who's pregnant, uh, has kidney or liver disease, um, also co-ingests alcohol or other drugs, has some sort of metabolic genetic disease, high blood pressure, or on stimulant medications, then the safe amount is actually lower. So what you referred to for Panera is they're charged lemonade, and there are two lawsuits for people that consumed significant amounts of that lemonade and then had sudden death, a 21-year-old woman and a 46-year-old man. So, again, these are cases that are in court. They're not proven. But in that lemonade, there is about 390 milligrams of caffeine in a 30-ounce glass of it of the uh, the charged lemonade. So that's right at the, the limit for normal people to ingest caffeine per day. And my understanding is that the people that ha- had problems may have ingested even more. So they were over the maximum recommended amount of caffeine per day or had some genetic traits that predispose them to having problems like long QT syndrome. Gets back to moderation. Once again, moderation. All right, Dr. Raymond, before we let you go, the good news of the week. The good news of the week is there is a college student who has invented a hood that can be worn under a football helmet that distributes the blow that you might get from head trauma and has been shown, at least in preliminary studies, to reduce the risk of concussion by 50 to 60 percent. So that's really great that a college student was ingenious enough to invent that. And so there's some promise that we might be able to reduce the risk of, of concussion. Great news. Dr. John Raymond is a professor of medicine and the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Always great to have you with us. Thank you so much, Dr. Raymond. Thanks, John and Greg.